0: We should be live, by the way. God uh, knows where lovely. the conversation will start being audible. Okay. Oh, I am. I'm so. I'm so warm. Why is my camera so warm? I don't know. I think it suits you. Oh, that looks nice. like you're in a nice, happy place, and I'm in some kind of stark Siberian prison cell.
1: Yeah, that's uh, that's kind of the the rapport we have.
0: Yeah. Well, I've got a cute doggy by my side, so. That who is knows. true. All right, I think everyone's uh, acknowledging us. Welcome to Slightly Something Else Chat. I'm Yahtzee Kroshaw. Marty Slivers joining me as he's done every week for a while now. Hello. While Jack's busy making great Dungeons and Death Dragons videos that none of you oh, appreciate, man, that's so many of them. I think people appreciate it. We've got a bunch of new, uh, a bunch of new early access members. Okay, people fine. are so
1: excited about it that they're paying to watch it early.
0: Fine. The early access people appreciate it. Nobody else does. The rest of them are monsters, yeah. Because if they did appreciate it, they would buy early access, wouldn't they? They would. And, uh, I'm seeing a lot of non-green names in the chat.
1: Oh, all you greys.
0: <laughs> Bit closer to the mark there. Right, well, the topic today is what separates great boss fights from awful ones? Mm-hmm. So, just in the, in the way of delivering some opening remarks, I've always felt that a lot of people misunderstand boss fights. I think a boss fight isn't necessarily just a big dude at the end of the level who's bigger than everyone else and got more health than everyone else. I've always thought that the purpose of the boss fight is basically like the midterm exam for the challenge curve of the game. Yeah. It's supposed to be the bit where, you know, we take all the stuff the game has been trying to teach you up to then and prove that you've learned something.
1: Mm -hmm. That you've actually been paying attention.
0: And often that might involve fighting something that's just a big enemy with lots of health depends on the sort yeah. of the game really yeah if it's something like dark soulsy where you've just been trying to Ooh, didn't take long did it if it's something dark soulsy where you're just uh trying to whittle down the health bars of something in a sort of honorable one-on-one duel i then, was then curious how most... long it
1: was going to take us to mention a souls game in well it,
0: one. well game. in my defense it was in the thumbnail
1: Okay, that is true. Although yeah.
0: Lord Gwyn's an interesting case, which we might get to later. What, mm-hmm. what do you have any thoughts on the role of the boss fight?
1: Yeah, I've, I, I was thinking about it. And, and it's funny that you mentioned the, the midterm exam because I boiled it down into like a digestible thing. And to me, it was a boss has to fill the role of one of the three S's. And those mm-hmm. were a test of skill, mm-hmm. uh, an emotional beat in the story,
0: mm-hmm.
1: or deliver a surprise. Um, and if uh, uh, if the boss can fulfill one of those three things, then I think it's a memorable boss. It can fulfill two, then I think it's one worth talking about. And uh, there's very rare instances where it can fulfill all three. And to me, those are like the the upper echelon
0: bosses. Would you, so would you have any examples of anything that hits all three of those? The skill, I would. story, and surprise.
1: Yeah, I would. And I think, uh, uh, to uh, I'm sure we're going to spend a ton of time on FromSoft games, so I'll just not mention a FromSoft one, although there are some of those. Um, I would say, uh, I guess people close your ears, um, the boss at the end of Metal Gear Solid 3 Snake Eater. Literally, the boss is called the boss. And, yeah, a bit um, of a giveaway, that, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, and that is um, the uh, the emotional climax of the story. Mm-hmm. Um, it is a test of your skill in hand to hand combat, which is something that that game really leaned on. Mm-hmm. And uh, it is a surprise, sort of, in its um, simplicity and its stripped back nature compared to sort of the bombastic boss fights that that populated the game beforehand with Russian dudes flying around in, in rocket packs and, and eternal snipers and ghosts and everything. It feels like it's, it's simplicity is what surprised me in it. So I think that hmm. hit all three, uh, you know, checked all three boxes for me.
0: Do I ever got to the end of MGS three? I played through MGS one and two and four mm-hmm. and peace Walker and five. For some reason MGS three was just, uh, the the one blind spot for me the one the one game I missed out of the series
1: oh man that's and it's it's my favorite so I know um,
0: everyone says it's the best one but yeah everyone's yeah. PS2s are gathering dust in the attic trunk so what can you do
1: <laughs> hey but uh, Papa Konami might be back on the market there's there's oh, scuttlebutt yeah. of new Silent Hill so I'm sure oh, you're yeah, excited about the, that
0: Konami've been so great about porting their old stuff to make them playable on modern systems haven't they yeah that's always worked <laughs> out well when Konami's concerned. <laughs> You know, now that you've mentioned that little formula, I can't think of many f- uh, From Software bosses that would fit. Because the thing about yeah. From Software bosses is that um, they're all paying off that old background storytelling thing. Yeah. So, emotionally, it's hard to get that sort of feel from a Souls, from a From a Software boss, because most of the time you fight a boss and you have no idea who the fuck they are. Yeah. That's all stuff yeah. to sort of gather. By via osmosis over mm-hmm. over time,
1: yeah, and it's um like, you know, you I I feel like on a first run through you can be surprised by the visual design of bosses or maybe mm-hmm. the introductory cutscene, um. But there is one thing like you usually know you're about to enter a boss. You know, there's a yeah. fog gate and you sort of get your wits about you and then you elect to walk through it. Um, But there are some bosses in Souls games that do something um, maybe halfway through the fight that really surprises you, like uh, Ornstein and Smau, you know, Mm. in Dark Souls one, where you have these two bosses and uh, depending on which one you defeat first, it sort of enrages the other one and they get powered up. So halfway through the battle, there's kind of this pivot and you have to rethink your strategy.
0: Now, if anything, Elden Ring does that too much. Like, with all the major bosses, there's always yeah. the second phase. You yeah, far yeah. Down and, th- and after a while, you're just like, all right, let's see what trick you're going to pull out now. Yeah, so- what if I
1: put this dragon head on my arm? What would happen then? Yeah, that was
0: weird. Yeah. But uh boss fights that really stand out in Dark Souls for me would be the one on the thumbnail Lord Gwyn of course but part of the uh-huh. reason why that's good is because it's not skillful really it's one of the uh-huh. it's compared to something like Artorias or a lot of the DLC bosses Gwyn's a comparatively easy boss you can parry the shit out of him Yeah yeah and but that's sort of like the point you know it was like it was the same reason why the open quotes final boss of Demon Souls was basically just a turd on a floor That you stab a few times and it dies because it's because you know that's sort of a deliberate anti-climax. This is this is what all that fuckery of the plot led to for this poor bastard. Mm -hmm. Now you're going to put him out of his misery like an old dog.
1: Yeah, they do. uh, Souls games tend to do that interesting, like Demon Souls, especially with the the uh, kind of denouement at the end where you go through this really tough, you know, quote unquote final boss, but then the last encounter is like a bit of a pushover just kind of like a joke and it's like a sigh of relief for the player almost
0: yeah later from software games really just played up with the challenge i guess
1: yeah yeah as they sort of you know had to kind of lean into their own identity and everything
0: i suppose but it's a shame you know because was sometimes that could be a really effective moment like you just take down a boss really easily and just go uh. Oh. well that was uh weird but at least it didn't slow down the pace
1: yeah yeah Absolutely. Um, I was playing yeah, another Soul example of a...
0: last week, and then I thought, okay, that was, was sort of a refreshing change of pace playing something that's doing the Soulsy thing. But some of the boss fights were just kind of easy.
1: Yeah, and that's uh, one of the weird things about, um, you know, Souls games, and I guess any game in in uh, general is your mileage may vary depending on your personal experience with the fight. Um, like I had certain, uh, bosses in Elden Ring that I beat on the first try, but it was like right on the edge of a knife. And so that's, it, it was kind of that perfect difficulty where I felt like I was about to die, but I didn't, and I overcame it. Um, and that, those bosses like stuck out to me. Like that was, uh, like Radon is one of my favorite bosses in the game. And that's the one that, that absolutely nails the surprise thing of you go in and it's this, you know, you can call all of your allies and it's on this giant battlefield and, um, and I was able to to, to beat him relatively easily, um, whereas I know other people who were bashing their heads against the wall 20, 30 times. And at that point, that loses all sort of a, the the magic of that boss, I think. And I think people feel like that way about the Melania, who's kind of like the, you know, that's the, the hardest boss in Elden Ring, and some people think it's the hardest boss in any of the Souls games. Um, so yeah, again, mileage um, may vary kind of thing.
0: Yeah, I mean, I suppose the ideal uh, thing you want for a boss fight... Is that you want the player to feel like it was a challenge, but to sort of win on the first or second attempt by the skin of their teeth?
1: Yeah, I think that yeah. would reflect
0: and, ideal balance if they, yeah, there's that, but as yeah, I say, and that's a tough you know, thing. People yeah. have different skill levels. If it becomes like a grind, you just have to try over and over and over again until you've properly memorized all the paths and stuff. That's yeah. probably gonna leave people feeling a bit more negative about it,
1: yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. Um. But yeah, I mean, obviously, there's 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 a lot there's a lot of other games that that have um, incredible boss fights yes. other than other than Souls games. So let's uh,
0: move on from from software.
1: Yeah. So um, another uh, thing. I oh, know. Go ahead.
0: No, I think you had an actual salient point to make. I was just filling space there.
1: Uh, I did. I was going to say uh, not all bosses have to be uh, uh, tests of dexterity. Uh, some of them can be um, um, sort of like incredible climaxes to a story, which is uh, we have Portal on there. And yes. to me specifically, Portal 2 has this incredible final encounter that um, I think sort of stands out in everyone's mind.
0: It's uh, memorable, and yeah. it's had the surprise and the story, if not the skill. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, and it did, like, in terms of skill, it did a neat thing where it sort of echo A lot of Portal 2 echoes, has echoes of Portal 1, Um mm in terms of both its story and your your relationship with gladys and everything and that final encounter kind of echoes that but um what it does with the um uh sort of testing you on your new tools with the with the goops and then that final incredible moment of of seeing the moon and knowing what to do with that um mm. i think that like was probably one of my favorite boss surprises i've ever played in the game
0: yeah i was really well done yeah and of course, you know, a boss fight, by my definitions, as like a midterm test, needn't necessarily be against just a big dude. It could be a, a set piece, an encounter, mm-hmm. like the yeah. siege, the siege house in Resident Evil Four, for example.
1: Yeah, absolutely, a perfect. Yeah, and it's perfect because that one comes really early on in the game, so that's almost like a uh, like it's it's uh, like a placement exam of like, okay, are you are you actually like ready for what's going on here? Like, Resident let's Evil 4. let's see.
0: Resident Evil 4 early on is fucking ruthless. You go from boss fight to boss fight to boss fight in that game, but yeah, keeps you on your toes. That's what a lot of people liked about it. Yeah, yeah. And it's,
1: there's, uh, I feel like a lot of games are designed that way where it's really tough at the start because you have either limited resources or limited health, or you're just not as familiar with the mechanics. Um, Hmm. I feel like, you know, Symphony of the Night can be that way. I think some of the Metal Gear games can be that way, uh, but then I think Resident Evil Four gets easier as it goes on. Once you you know Leon becomes like an arms dealer. Yeah, things. I think a lot of Resident Evil games do that. No, Resident, uh-huh.
0: Resident Evil Seven's really hard early on.
1: Yeah, yeah. It gets yeah, Resident Evil Eight. Harder. That first encounter like with, with all the werewolves in the village that you're not even supposed to win. Like that's. Yeah. I was like, Jesus, this game's gonna be hard. And then the rest of the game, once you you know stock up on everything, isn't too bad.
0: Yeah. Well, after a while, uh, you know you've sort of uh, found your own wavering spot of balance on the challenge curve. Mm -hmm. uh, Yeah. A lot of players will, like, have a lot of a certain resource because uh, if you know how to manage your inventory better. Yeah, yeah. I think a lot of people are used to that sort of uh, difficulty curve. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I'd have to ask other people. I mean, we probably had an easier time... Once we got towards the end of certain Resident Evil games, because we're, we're used to that sort of survival horror uh, resource management.
1: Style. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I don't know if you're like me, but I tend to be one of those people that like I, I'm like a, a pack rat where I want to save everything until the end, and then I get to the end and I'm like, Jesus, I have so many healing items and yeah. grenades and yeah. like, special ammo that I just didn't use throughout the game.
0: Do you ever really use, like, Temporary buff items in from so software rarely. games. Never. No,
1: absolutely not. I mean, neither. Yeah, and I don't even use. I I know I should like you grease your sword with fire or, yeah, yeah, or lightning yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah, never.
0: Because the you know the thesis is if you're having trouble with a boss, you know, just give yourself an edge with this item. But I don't want to do that because I'll I'm fully expecting to die again. Then I'll have used up this item for no reason.
1: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and that can also... Um, I think there are certain design decisions that can hurt a boss fight. Um, and I think one thing is, uh, like early on in Bloodborne, when your, your healing is in your blood vials and you don't have a lot of them, you were actively punished for trying and failing at beating a boss.
0: Yeah, see, the Estus um, flask system was perfect, but yeah, good-time yeah. games keep coming back to the fucking... Expendable healing item system, and every time that same issue comes up. Yeah. yeah having to go back and grind up healing items again because you got uh-huh. stuck on a really hard bit. Yeah. Sultan sacrifices there as well.
1: Yeah, and I feel the same way. I think Elden Ring fixed uh, a big problem of having a lengthy and sort of tedious run back to the boss from the nearest, you know, bonfire or checkpoint. Mm. Um, I think Elden Ring did a pretty good job with those those stakes of America yeah. that were outside a lot of boss fights, and so it, um, you know, it, it negated that tedious. Okay, I got to spend five minutes just to get back to the boss to get my ass handed to me to do it all over again.
0: So let's think of some uh, the classic examples of really bad boss fights to illustrate the oh. counter the counterpoints. So uh, let's just get it out of the way. Bed of Chaos, Dark Souls, <laughs> worst boss fight ever. Everyone yeah. knows like that particular area of the game was very heavily cut down from what it mm-hmm. had been intended to be but you know even so yeah it's basically just a rolling the dice of whether you get pushed off a bottomless cliff
1: yeah and i think it's very telling that um you can look at almost every boss in dark souls 1 and moving on they did some version of that going forward mm-hmm. like they sort of like you know tried to evolve it or try to add on to it um they just never touched a better chaos kind of thing yeah. again, because it was like such, it was, it's just the epitome of like, when you look at that game and that, how the second half is, is held together with like gotcha tape and prayers um, that, that boss epitomizes that.
0: Another terrible boss, just to reference things on the thumbnail again, the mm-hmm. final boss from Bioshock. Bioshock yeah. 1. Yeah. What a perfect, <laughs> what a perfect example of taking everything the game has taught you up to that point and everything the game has been about up to that point And then just ending on a dude who's got more health. And it just didn't, you did, that wasn't a game that needed
1: a final boss. Um, it stank just, of,
0: yeah. It's Stank <sighs> of publisher interference, that final boss. Yeah,
1: yeah, exactly. Um, like, which it, is involves,
0: it involves a major character just doing a complete 180. Mm-hmm. And going, you know what, I'm just going to turn myself into a monster now. Rah! Yeah,
1: yeah. Um, and which that's a game that like pissed had... all over
0: the plot as well. A plot of a game that had a very good plot.
1: And it is funny because that game everyone kind of remembers the would you kindly um reveal yeah. as like, oh, that's like the end of the game, right? And it's like, no, that's like there's an entire third of the game after yeah, that. That and, should and have
0: been the end of the game.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um and it's funny, that's an example of uh uh an interesting way to design bosses, if you want to call them that, throughout the game, like encounters with big daddies, um, mm. where the first time you see them, they're, like, terrifying. You're like, I never want to run into this thing. And it's kind of similar to, like, the way uh, Nemesis is handled in in Mm -hmm. Resident Evil 3, and it's this, like, uh, pyramid head even to an extent in in Silent Hill 2. Mm -hmm. Um, But it is interesting. As it goes on, you start learning the story of those and, and, you know, how you want to actually deal with them, and then you get the tools to deal with them. So I feel like the repeated uses of Big Daddies are interesting in the first Bioshock, whereas... Some games like Okami, which has you fighting this like nine headed dragon named like Orochi, or maybe it's like an eight headed dragon, but it's this boss fight you have to do several times throughout the game. And you mentally figure out how to beat the boss, and then it's just so tedious actually having to do it. And then you have to fight that boss multiple times throughout the game. So I think um, a, a boss that you know you you as the player solve but then have to go through the rigmarole of actually finishing it uh tends to be like a bummer in my mind
0: yeah see that's why i was saying boss fights should be a midterm it's yeah if you have to do the same midterm over and over again that's not really helping is it that's just yeah yeah there's even like you know games
1: games we love can have uh boss fights that are really awful like persona four royal uh has you know, incredible game, one of my favorite games do of all time. Do you mean
0: Persona Four Golden or Persona Five? Royals? Oh,
1: Persona Five! <laughs> God, thank you. How how did we do this? Thank you. Also, for that terrifying. was just you showing your weeb uh, your your weeb card to hey, correct me. So you don't need
0: you. a weeb card to know the different subtitles <laughs> that Persona Four and Five had. Uh, but I assume yeah. I'm going to guess. I'm going to try to guess what you're going to bring up, which particular Please boss do. fight you're going to bring up. I'm going to guess that the boss fight you're going to bring up was the one at the end of the sci-fi area yep. with mm-hmm. the evil uh, corporate businessman.
1: Yep. And he summons his little robot drones and you have to beat them in a certain amount of time or yes. else they... Yes, yep.
0: I was stuck on that for ages. I hate that fucking boss. Yeah, I think that's an absolutely, absolutely terrible one. It's such a relatively going game in terms of uh, combat challenge up to that point. Yeah. Yeah, and it's a game that, like, and that i think that sort of
1: easygoing nature like is very fitting for kind of the hangout vibes of the yeah. persona games and then suddenly a, you get to this thing
0: i want to find a walkthrough for persona 5 royal just for some tips on that boss and i think yeah. the walkthrough literally said this is the only reason you came here isn't it yeah <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah so and i think every, as well
0: every, been, for the entire walkthrough up to this point we might as well have just been clapping like a circus deal because this is the only thing yeah. anyone wants to know about
1: and there's no, like, way to cheese it. Just everyone's tips are like, this is bad. Like, this is bad. I'm sorry. Try to use psychic damage, I guess, but it's bad. Um, which is, yeah, such a bummer. It's like the one, like, major down spike in a, you know, yeah. otherwise 125-hour very enjoyable game.
0: Well, I'd say Persona 5 sort of tails off generally in the second half. It's got a very strong opening. And by, mm-hmm. like, the second half, you got you want to stick with it, but yeah Uh, it's the way you know i think as most people will know i believe every jrpg ends with teenagers using the power of friendship to kill god and the process of getting to killing god just feels like it's sort of getting away from what everything the game has been about up to that point
1: yeah 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 it is um it, it is funny how it feels so disparate from like oh, I'm, I'm sharing a meal with my pals and learning a little bit more about them and then like oh god i, I need to literally kill a god in order yeah. to save everyone
0: i don't know what would be the ideal boss fight otherwise if it, if it wasn't just killing god i guess i like you know a really evil dude yeah i like the without
1: spoiling it i like the um the 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 boss that was added on to the final semester of uh, royal so yeah, that's it's pretty it's good. After after you've killed God, it's sort of that the wasn't, other stuff.
0: Yeah, because that wasn't just God; that was an actual character you'd gotten to. Yeah,
1: yeah, of. yeah. that's someone that adds some depth throughout the game, and so there's some actual stakes other than like let's destroy a religion, which is fine. Yeah. I'm also fine with that.
0: So here's here's a thought. You uh, okay. gave us the three criteria for a good boss. Mm-hmm. How about we try to nominate a a boss that embodies each one of those three? Ooh. Because okay. I've because I've got an idea for uh, surprise, but uh, let's start okay. with the first one. Skill. Okay. Well, I okay. guess there's a lot of boss fights that's pure skill. A lot of from software games again, but I'd also bring mm-hmm. up a lot of the bosses from Metal Gear Rising: Revengeance. I
1: think which, that's a that's a great example. Yeah. Which
0: does a lot of the Metal Gear Freak Show boss thing where it's just you know uh, this giant monster freak who's tagging along with the baddies for some reason and now we yeah, have to fight them yeah. and it's a huge skill challenge because of yeah revengeance is uh, very idiosyncratic platinum gamesy sort of style
1: yeah yeah i think that's a great i think like metal gear as a whole even um you know the non-revengeance games i think uh, a lot of their bosses can fit into any three of these uh when i think of skill i also think of um sort of like puzzly bosses and mm. the the two games that i think do those really well well more than two games i think zelda does those really well um mm. in terms of like each dungeon feels that the boss feels like if you want to use your your school analogy it feels like a, a final yeah. exam at the end of a boss at the end it's, of a dungeon like, okay you got the hit, hook shot have you yeah. learned how to use the hook shot correctly
0: yeah it's a perfect example of a midterm boss because it's literally making sure you figured out how to use the one new gameplay mechanic you've learned in that dungeon.
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, but if I had to nominate one, I wouldn't even go Zelda. For skill, I would nominate Mr. Freeze in Arkham City. Ah. Did, you, did you play Arkham City?
0: Yeah, yeah. And, of course, that is a classic one. I saw it brought up in the chat earlier. Because mm-hmm. oh, that, awesome. that is very much a use-what-you've-learned boss. Because that game is about yeah. having 500 different ways to take down enemies. And the Mr. Yeah, Freeze is-, is just... Do all of them? Demonstrate all of them in a list.
1: Yeah, and it's very batman-y Like that's very that's Batman is all about those gadgets, and it does something really neat. Of um it, 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 you need to use one of these like five to ten different ways to damage Mister Freeze. Yeah. But once you use that method, he Mister Freeze adapts, and you can no longer use that method.
0: Yeah, that's the. That's so the, you're
1: like that's you can't the, just right. cheese the one thing.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that was a good one. Although I'd say there's a lot mm-hmm. of a, the story element in that as well, because yeah, yeah, Mr. Freeze, we know that dude. Yeah, yeah,
1: and the game has done a good job of of teaching us about him so far, and then we come in with you know our entire life of accumulated knowledge about mm. him.
0: When you mentioned puzzle bosses, I thought of the um, the blast pit level from Half Life as well.
1: Mm, that's a go good one. You to go around yeah. and
0: find all the secret mechanisms to activate the rocket engine to destroy the giant monster
1: yeah yeah no that's uh that's a very good one
0: all right second category bosses that embody story okay i would throw up gwyn from dark souls again
1: okay perfect
0: um
1: what else have we got Uh, l- l- uh l- for me thinking outside the souls games uh, a couple recent ones i've played Um, The first time you fight uh, the stranger in uh, the new God of War, God of War 2018, Um, the stranger is his name, but it's it's ultimately Balder.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, He just shows up at your house. Yeah. And so it it feels like such an invasion of privacy. And Mm -hmm. then the fight with him is this guy just doesn't care about the pain you're inflicting onto him. He seems to enjoy it and he seems to feed off of it. And so you're, you know, Kratos is like only ability is to inflict pain using his might. Mm. And you are suddenly met with this stranger that you can't hurt whatsoever, that that does not care no matter what you do to it. And so um, story wise, that's sort of a, oh, wow, like we are strangers in a strange land. And who the hell is this guy?
0: Yeah, that uh, was a pretty accurate portrayal of the original story from Norse mythology of Boulder. Because Balder was literally like the world's biggest mummy's boy. The story of Balder is that his mum basically made every single thing and person and object in the world promise not to harm her little darling boy. Yeah. uh, Which comes up in the plot of uh, God of War. And yeah, it was what
1: everything except the one plant or whatever.
0: Yeah, Uh, but for some reason mistletoe like didn't didn't show up at the meeting. Yeah, He thinks that mistletoe was the one exception. So after that, Balder's just showing off to the other gods, like being sh- shot with arrows and everything, demonstrating his immortality. And then Loki, bastard, yeah. what he is, gives like a mistletoe sprig to the blind god Hod and says, shoot him with this. You know, it'll be yeah. a lark. And then of course, Balder got killed and Loki got into a lot of trouble over that. He had to talk to the headmaster.
1: Classic Loki. Had to talk to the headmaster. Yeah. The Norse mythology yeah, headmaster. Couldn't let that yeah. shit slide. Yeah. What do you think? Why, did Mistletoe not show up to the meeting? Because it was too busy, like, watching people kiss below it on
0: Christmas? I'd, like I'd need Sika? to look it up again. But, yeah, for some yeah. reason, Mistletoe was the exception. There was probably some fuckery behind that. Maybe someone would keep yeah. it in a box.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: Some mythological thing. Yeah. So, yeah, since you brought that up, it reminds me that a lot of the boss fights in, like, AAA narrative-based games are usually these very cinematic... Sequence of events, boss fights where the skill is largely kind of token and yeah, you know, sort yeah. of railroaded into like cutscene that changes to different phase of the boss fight, etc.
1: Yeah, God of War has been, been famous for that since you know it opened with that boss fight against the three headed kraken or whatever. And then, um,
0: I guess you know, there's a lot of stuff. God of War 2 of
1: had you fighting like the Colossus of Rhodes, and then you fought, uh, I think of like open uh, quote Poseidon boss fights in,
0: in games like Uncharted where it's yeah. really just a sequence of predetermined set pieces and if you miss any of them you're dead.
1: Yeah, like the boss fight is ostensibly like the the train hanging off the cliff that you're trying to mm. scamper up.
0: But uh, in terms of bosses that are a surprise without necessarily mm-hmm. being skillful or important to the story, yeah. you know what leapt to my mind was the boss was the final boss fight with Mysterio in Spider-Man 2, which became <laughs> okay. memorable because of how surprising it was. Yeah, Because Spider-Man 2, the movie adaptation, uh, they adapted some of the stuff from the movie, obviously. Dr. Octopus is in it, it's got the original cast as the voice actors, but it also throws in some like original stuff. Because a lot of stuff in the movie you couldn't really adapt to video games, because there's a big side plot where Spider-Man gives up being Spider-Man. And you couldn't have that in the game, so they just made a bunch of other stuff involving Black yeah. Cat and a couple of other bosses. And one of the bosses they bring into the story is Mysterio. Okay. and uh he's like you know he toys with spider-man there's a whole like level where you have to go through his fun house and then he gets away at the end but then you know, like a few hours later you encounter him uh just like robbing a convenience store in the middle of the city
1: uh-huh.
0: uh, and everyone and uh you come in and goes oh how the mighty have fallen and then mis- <laughs> and then like Uh, you're in this sort of like convenience store that's laid out like a boss arena and mysterio sort of squares himself up and this big boss uh this energy bar sort of extends across the screen and fills up three times and -hmm. then you walk up to him and you punch him once and his entire health bar disappears and he falls over and his fishbowl breaks
1: i love it i love it that's so good um it's funny, that reminds me, it feels that, speaking of the Arkham games, I feel like they kind of crib from that in, I think it was Arkham Origins
0: with the Electrocutioner. Do you remember that boss fight? Well, I remember doing it, but I don't remember anything else about it.
1: Uh, it very much, uh, to me, it reminded me of the, there's the, you know, the, the scene in Indiana Jones where the guy's, you know, he's, he's twisting his sword around and you think they're going to have this big fight and then Indy just pulls out his gun and shoots him Yeah. Um. it's the electrocutioner he jumps into arena he's got these like electric gloves and you think it's going to be this big fight and then Batman just punches him once in the face and just yeah. that's the end of the fight
0: Um. And so very face. much
1: in the same vein as that
0: and then later in the game he gets killed in a cutscene by a bigger villain uh, Boy, yeah. there weren't any big electrocutioner fans playing that game no so, they are like
1: finally it's our time to shine <laughs> I don't
0: know how big a character the electrocutioner yeah. is in the DC universe
1: yeah yeah Um, for me, two, um, surprise bosses, which also are very, um, story bosses, but a pair of final bosses and we, I won't, I won't spoil them too much. One's for an older game. One's for a slightly newer game. Um, Mm -hmm. the final boss of earthbound guy,
0: um,
1: just the, uh, the method of how you, how you actually beat him. I, I guess we, I mean, that's been, I think long enough i think you're able to to talk about it but you have one character who has an ability called prey yeah which which, isn't
0: um, usually used in standard combat because what it does it is sort of like sometimes it does nothing sometimes it gives you a buff and sometimes it gives you a debuff it's like you wouldn't be recommended to use it at any point
1: yeah yeah but um you realize that your standard attacks can't do anything against Gygus, but praying has you ultimately praying out to the characters and friends you've met along the way, and yeah. ultimately climaxing in in, in in the characters literally praying to you.
0: Yes, yeah. see, it's the, not uh, just player. that every JRPG ends with uh, teenagers using the power of friendship to kill God. Every JRPG no. I've finished also incorporates into the ending the main character calling to all the people and friends they've made over the course of the game and being given power by them so that they can do their final attack. Yeah, yeah. It happens at the end of Persona 4, Persona 5, yeah. at the end of Earthbound, and at the end of Paper yeah. Mario 2, and that's yep. all the JRPGs I've finished in my life. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and that's a very, like, anime thing. You know, that's like, in, in Dragon Ball Z, Goku has a spirit bomb where he literally, like, the hopes and dreams of everyone on the planet, he, he forms into a big old orb that he throws suppose, at the bad
0: guy. Yeah, I suppose Undertale ends with that as well, but uh, I wouldn't yeah. call that a JRPG, strictly no. speaking. It's
1: like a uh, under, under, uh, lowercase JRPG. There you go. Not, not an uppercase J. And then uh, the, the more recent example would be uh, the the very last boss on your final run of Nier Automata, which I uh, would not spoil um, because I think it is a game well worth playing and I think experiencing that moment fresh with clean eyes, but it um, in a similar way that uh, Earthbound sort of takes that trope and then speaks to you as the player um near automata takes the uh, uh all the themes of 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 free will and autonomy and and the cycle of violence and uh what can be done about it uh and, and has you make this one final decision that's that's uh, really really incredible and really impactful yeah. so
0: a great one Highly i would just it. i would just say the final boss of near automata because i know the game says you finished the game and that you've reached an ending uh, and you can yeah. get like a different, slightly different plot in the next run, but it's lying. It just hasn't finished the plot yet.
1: No, that's what's... It was funny, even in the, when um the game first came out and like when we get review codes for games, sometimes you get sort of like uh, some notes from the developer, from the publisher, from PR that kind of says like, oh, the game is kind of this long. Here's a message from the team. Here's some tips. Uh, the The message said you will see the credits and it will tell you you have beat the game, but you have not. Please continue playing the game. And I'm like, yeah. well, that's a so it's that's a
0: weird of, thing to have to tell you. Sort of kills the effect there, doesn't it? Yeah. So it's, it's like yeah. saying, uh, now it'll appear like you'll die to that point, but you haven't. We're just playing a big trick on you. Sorry to give that away. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah, I w- yeah. I wonder if that would have been like if uh, uh, those sort of emails existed when Metal Gear Solid One came out. If they were like, "Okay, so uh, uh, Psychomantis says he deleted your game. He didn't. Don't worry about that. Psychomantis is lying to you. He would never
0: do that to you." Yeah, yeah. yeah. It ruins all the impact, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. All right, so we go super chats to see what everyone else's ideas of yeah. good boss fights are? Absolutely. Starting with a uh darian jefferson joining bonus content actually welcome to bonus content welcome. darian jefferson good on yeah you. look y- you can watch
1: uh adventure season two episode two right now
0: yeah although not right now because we're still talking
1: no you would we'd, not wait till we finish talking then do it yes
0: let's go yeah. uh and our first actual super jet john connor gives five canadian dollars it says fury has some great bosses last ish one even changes block and parry timing periodically which is aggravatingly rewarding i liked i really liked fury it's people seem to have forgotten about it but reminded me of um no more heroes to a certain extent sort of sequence of interesting boss fights yeah with sort of telling a story as you go through and every boss fight is like a whole different like sea change in color and mood and uh tone
1: yeah and i liked how simplistic uh like your, your tools were, it was like, uh, you could shoot, you could slash and you could dash. And that was pretty, and parry, And those were pretty much the four things you needed to get through all the bosses.
0: Yeah. Would you say that game's underrated? I certainly don't say people talk I about it much. So.
1: Yeah. It feels like we should bring it up more like the collective. We, it feels like one of those games when we mention like indie games with really smart mechanics and, and bosses, that feels like a game that should be on the tip of our tongues.
0: Well, I did my part. You did. I put it in my top five. The year it came out,
1: I I certainly did not. So I did not do my part. So you and John Connor did their parts. There you go.
0: I pulled it up fairly recently, comparing it to something else. Ah, I I can't remember what. Oh well. Uh, Ex Soulsborn member chat after sixteen months of bonus content membership. Good on you, Ex Soulsborn. Who says all three is Sword Saint Ishin? Yeah. Story surprise and skill I suppose
1: yeah yeah that's the uh the climax of um of Sekiro Ooh. I
0: agree yeah very yeah, hard never, boss yeah I never got that far yeah <laughs>
1: incredibly hard boss I think uh it was also really hard for me because I'm very bad at Sekiro Sekiro is like to the, the Souls game I'm I'm far and away the worst at just because the whole um danger ground and parrying thing is not how I play Souls games so yeah I'm kind of a coward was,
0: what I brought up about Sekiro is well, like uh from software games has always been about giving you a broad range of things to do in combat but in Sekiro, parrying was the only game in town so yeah sort
1: of yeah and i think it's the uh, audience there yeah and i think it's uh it's telling that that's the game that's had the um that has like the most distinct singular story the easiest to digest story you don't create your character you play one very specific character
0: yeah, yeah. uh Okay, moving on. Meister Kleister Heist Air gives five euros and says, loved The End in MGS3, the boss fight called The End. That game's Uh confusing the way it names its bosses. (laughs) The Boss, The End, End. that is not the end of the game. A unique and great cat and mouse boss fight. Lots of neat boss fights in MGS games. Flowey stroke Azriel fights were amazing too. MGS was certainly known for its freak show bosses. Not so much when it became uh, Peace Walker and Metal Gear Solid 5, I'd say.
1: No, no, not at all. That was, I think, one of the major complaints about Metal Gear Solid Five is how it lacked those memorable bosses.
0: Mm. Yeah, Psychomantis, of course, the one mm-hmm. everyone remembers.
1: Yeah, but yeah. Every, Fat every boss, Man. Do you remember Fat Man from Metal Gear Solid? I, I do remember
0: Fat Man. It's embodied yeah. what we were talking about: how every boss fight is a unique uh, take on the standard mechanics. Yeah. Uh, three cores gives thirty of something. PLN. I think it's
1: uh, Zwoty, Polish Zwoty.
0: Oh, yeah, probably. And says, have you ever tried going under, being able or rather required to punch Jeff Bezos in the face in two separate boss fights must count as memorable. I've heard mm-hmm. of that game. No. I haven't played it myself. That's the one that's like a, like a roguelike dungeon crawler, but where you're taking down failed startups instead of dungeons. Uh,
1: that sounds incredible.
0: It's a, no. yes. Oh,
1: I've seen this. I've seen this game. Like, I've seen the cover. I didn't realize you could just punch Jeff Bezos. That sounds great. Well, maybe it's not actually Jeff Bezos. Yeah, I feel like they, they probably would rename him to, to yeah. avoid
0: any uh, litigation. Yeah. It's Jeff asshole. Punch <laughs> Jeff Arsehole in the face. Everyone's favorite. Any resemblance to real people's living or dead is entirely coincidental. <laughs> Blue McNeil gives $5 and says, favorite boss of all time, mysterious figure BBS. No idea who just such a challenge puts all of FromSoft to shame. I'm not entirely sure what you're on about, Blue McNeil. Oh, Birth by Sleep. Uh, uh, Kingdom Hearts. Oh, fucking Kingdom Hearts. Get out of here with that shit.
1: <laughs> I will uh, I will say one of my memorable boss fights, I think maybe for surprise, was uh, being able to fight Sephiroth in... Um, in Kingdom Hearts 1 and 2. Sure. Um, just because I like Final Fantasy 7. But well, sorry, that was very that was very weeby.
0: You got you got tricked into reading a weeb comment. Who cares about that big ugly girl?
1: Don't you dare say that about Sephiroth. I think Sephiroth is on the on the thumbnail. So there you go.
0: Shout out to All Sephiroth. Right, and there you go. There's Sephiroth, the big ugly girl. I think I'm wearing Sephiroth's hair on the thumbnail as well. So I'm cosplaying as my favorite big dumb girl. Well, I guess we're uh <laughs> bringing across that thumbnail pretty well at this point yeah exactly the dogmatic director gives five dollars says one boss that hits all three for me rufus shinra in final fantasy 7 remake he feels reactive and forces you to strategize instead of chipping away a massive hp bar
1: yeah that was that was probably my boss my favorite boss fight in uh 7 remake which is interesting because he's a character you don't really care about in the original game so
0: well, that's what um, that game did, isn't it? it? Just took all the stuff that was kind of glossed over the original game because it was only the first third of the first disc yeah. and dragged everything out as hard as it would go.
1: It really did. Yeah, it made you care about like uh, well, attempted to make you care about like throwaway characters and and, and throwaway yeah. lines.
0: I really enjoyed it. And what was the deal with that empty train station? It was very spooky,
1: wasn't it? Yeah, you got, that was a uh, that was one thing where I'm like, what am I doing in this train station? Yeah. I'm like, why is this taking so long? <laughs> It's literally something yeah. you run through in like seconds in the original game.
0: Yeah, stretch marks showing a bit there. Yeah. <laughs> Guglop member for three months for on early access says, mm-hmm. "Can a good boss fight get awful, or vice versa?" Uh,
1: yeah, I, I would say. I would say we even had an uh, example of that on stream uh, last week. The final boss of the original Metal Gear Solid is uh, is a fist fight with you and liquid snake. And and it's it's, it's setting is cool. It's emotional stakes are cool and it's two shirtless dudes just beating the shit out of each other. But the thing is the game has never been about hand to hand combat. And so the fact that the final boss of the game strips you of all your weapons and gadgets and makes you do hand to hand combat in, in a very janky way, I think uh, uh, takes a very cool idea and kind of squanders it. But it is interesting because in uh, Metal Gear Solid, like the, the, the boss that I mentioned earlier in Melgar Solid Three um, feels like it's almost like an apology for that fight. Like we will try to mm. do a similar thing, but we'll do it good this time. We promise.
0: Didn't MGS two have something similar? Ends with a big melee boss fight. It did, and MGS four. MGS four
1: has a ends with a a, a boss a a, a a fisticuffs fight that very much mirrors. Um, so yeah, maybe all those games ended with a little apology from Gojima. Oh,
0: yeah. Has anyone ever brought up that Solid Snake and Liquid Snake as names sound like they could be referring to poo-poos?
1: Mm, no, but I thought you were going to say like, something phallic, but yeah, poo-poos could work.
0: Yeah. No, Liquid Snake doesn't work at all for the phallic comparison. Solid Snake, I'll grant you. <laughs> <laughs> they sound like poo-poos.
1: I like the idea that you'd like write a letter to Kojima. Like, dear Mr. Kojima, I enjoy your games. Has anyone ever told you Solid Snake and Liquid Snake sound like poo poos?
0: Should have been another one called um, Nutty Snake.
1: There was a Solidus Snake.
0: Yeah, I know. That doesn't really work so well, does it? No. In any of the um, interpretations. (laughs) James S. gives $5, says, Guys, I think I'm tired of all the genres. J-Cox, spunk gargles, GTAs, JRPGs, Metroid, even Souls. I know, I'm sad too. Which is least tapped in 2022? What's J-Cox? Yeah, I was wondering the of them. What does j okay.
1: mean? Is that like... I, oh, I thought it was going to be JRPGs, but then he has JRPGs later Yeah, then JRPGs, JRPGs comes up later. I don't know. Did, did you, Is J-Cox something you made up? I don't know. Oh, Jiminy
0: Jiminy Cockthroats. Yeah, that's for It it. is
1: something you made up. (laughs) There you go. Look, this is your problem. You've introduced too many new genres into the world.
0: Yeah, I think it's fair to be bored of those genres because, yeah, all those genres you list are sort of overrepresented in both AAA (laughs) and indie spheres. Yeah. You you know what you don't see much of? You don't see much original fighting games anymore, do you? There's no. No, All the fighting games that come out are really old, established ones or just fighting games between established characters. What yeah, was the last yeah. new IP fighting game with all new characters in it.
1: Jesus. Like, uh, like Guilty Gear? But even that, I think, was like 15, 20 years ago. Yeah, that's a really old one.
0: Yeah. Skullgirls, Yeah, Girls, you look at maybe? Smash,
1: Mortal Kombat. Yeah, Skullgirls, probably. Yeah, I think yeah, there was a yeah. Ruby fighting game. Yeah.
0: <laughs> what's uh, that, what's my that thing new- is, I'm not... What's that new oh, one they're making ahead. that's going to have Batman and Scooby-Doo in it?
1: Multiverses. Yeah, Trailer for it just came out. It's like a Smash Bros but with all the Warner Brothers characters.
0: Okay. I'm gonna like uh, stake a claim on an mm-hmm. argument here. That's gonna suck. Okay. Fair enough. There's, there's You don't no... you don't
1: find the excitement in Arya Stark from Game of Thrones fighting the Iron Giant?
0: No, there's no connecting thread, is there? <laughs> there really is. There's nothing to latch on to. Yeah. I mean, yeah, Smash Brothers it's it's all nintendo characters that's a threat yeah
1: yeah yeah
0: the uh multiple combat that's an established thing all the guest characters they have in there there's sort of a connection to sort of like uh pulpy violence it's just way. also funny that
1: it has like this multiverses has like tom and jerry and Arya stark and uh jake and finn from adventure time and i'm like Is there any
0: crossover between these three? Like, Aya Stark is a very gritty character, especially in the books.
1: Yeah, but also, like, do kids give a shit about, like, Tom and Jerry or Taz the Tasmanian Devil? Like, I just, I don't,
0: I'm not, 30 something nerds might. Yeah. Uh, Okay. Steve Verdigo gives $5. Says, XCOM 2 Iron Man final bosses are very stressful. The stakes of the fight on Iron Man make it great for me.
1: Yeah, I think that's interesting. A boss fight can can be made uh even better or more emotional if you are playing a game where there are permanent consequences to your failure yeah. or to your misaction. You can Iron do the same Man thing with like is, Fire Emblem uh, games.
0: Iron Man's just no saves, isn't it? No yeah, saves the yeah. death if you lose agents.
1: Yeah. Yeah, and same thing like yeah, Fire Emblem if you if you play it in that classic way. Um yeah, you can really, really ramp up the tension in those fights.
0: Well, you could do that with anything, really. You could ramp up the tension in like a Dark Souls boss if you're trying to fight with oven mitts on your hands.
1: Yeah. Or if, like, if you're like, if I die at Ishin one more time, I'm going to take my disc out and smash it with a hammer.
0: Yes. And then That's slit tension. my own throat with the bits. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> oh, no. It's Artist Dark. Meister Kleister the Heist Air gives five euros. Zone of the Enders 2 also had fun boss fights that test how well you mastered a mechanic introduced at the start of a level. Best mech game I've played. Haven't played Hell that yeah. one. Probably never. will.
1: It's excellent. Your robot's called the Jehudi.
0: Cockpit's oh, well, and
1: I feel like I've said this all before. Well, now Cockpit that you've said that, I'm penis. suddenly
0: very interested. Yeah, it's got the Kojima nonsense all over it. Great game. Shulky Prince, member for nine months. Early access gives the member chat to say some decent bosses are let down by their arenas
1: yeah I guess that's something we haven't talked about is like the play space has to be perfect for whatever the boss is can't be too big can't be too small has to be just right
0: I'm certainly annoyed by the number of early boss fights in Elden Ring where there's bottomless pits you could fall off
1: oh, bottomless pits can be a complete yeah. pain in the ass yeah
0: like in that fucking first fight with um you know the first dude what's his name Margaret, uh, Mar- 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 Margaret? Yeah. yeah, Margaret Thatcher
1: Margaret Thatcher. A number of times I had him
0: like a... I was just about on a roll and about to finish him off when I accidentally dodged backwards off the side of the bridge. What a pain in the ass.
1: Yeah.
0: Chaos Chris gives $5. Memorable boss fights also need great music. Undertale, Persona 5, and Paper Mario The Thousand Year Door are examples of that. I would also throw out some of the No More Heroes boss fights like the fight Mm -hmm. against Margaret Moonlight in No More Heroes 2. Mm -hmm. Uh, Fury had some good tracks. Well, those are very boss-focused games, so it makes sense that those bosses would have good music.
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, One game we didn't bring up was Shadow of the Colossus. I think that's a perfect example. That is a game that's that's, uh, very heavily relies on its bosses, but um, yeah, really, really fantastic music.
0: The bosses in that game are the levels Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, which sort of
1: spawned that entire genre of its own, which we, you know, we've talked about the games that, a handful of games in the past few years that have felt like um, Colossus likes, Colossi likes. Mm.
0: Uh, Ab2Azd is a member for 10 months on bonus content and says, Hey, Yatsimati, did you hear the rumors of Konami desecrating Silent Hill's grave even more by getting Bloober Team to remake Silent Hill 2? I hadn't heard that but it makes my fists twitch.
1: Uh, yeah, not, so there's, uh, there's actually, heavy rumors of a whole bunch of Silent Hill projects in the works. They're
0: not actually going to do that, are they? Rumor is Bloober Team. Surely Konami, didn't Silent at, Hill 2. surely Konami didn't look at Medium and then go, yes, these are the guys. These are <laughs> the guys who completely uh, get how Silent Hill works. So last year,
1: they made official that Bloober Team is working with Konami on something. They didn't say what everyone just assumed Silent Hill because uh-huh. they've been trying to make their own Silent Hill game forever.
0: Yeah, I'm um, failing because they're shit is yeah, it.
1: I don't think they're shit. It. They're not good at it.
0: They just want to make that's, walking I mean, sims. That's all they, they do. Yeah. Uh,
1: the one of the other interesting. So the the thing is that the rumor is that there's several Silent Hill games. That there's a a sequel, Silent Hill, a new Silent Hill proper remakes. Mm. A, another rumor oh, that Anna get- Perna
0: going to be publishing
1: gonna, an indie take uh, on silent yeah, hill they're,
0: they're gonna make silent hill survive aren't they like what they did with metal gear quick cra- like all quick Silent hills craft, are Silent hills, quick right? craft together this rusty shovel and some twine to make the great knife and pyramid yeah, head don't say that you're you're gonna will it into the you're gonna will it into existence crafting in silent hill i i could picture it exactly as it would be fully yeah. formed. And it makes me want to spit.
1: Mm -hmm. It'd be nice if you could get an NFT of your character, though, wouldn't that be cool? You'd like that.
0: Makes me want to spit. The way hearing the Gotham Knights has equipable modifiers makes me want to Mm. spit as well.
1: Yeah, yeah. Nothing makes Batman cooler uh, other than modifiers.
0: Okay, all the games gives four ninety nine and asks Yazhiad Mati what's a fun stroke unique thing in your office that we may not have seen on camera
1: Trying to see if i have anything within within arms reach
0: not within a arms reach keys. i got a set of chopsticks uh
1: that were given to me when i did uh i did a making of documentary of bloodborne and it was given to me um, as a gift from J- uh, sony japan studios mm-hmm. like in japan uh if you were on a business trip the two parties exchange gifts that are sort of like culturally um appropriate like we gave them like i think some san francisco chocolates and some other stuff and they gave us chopsticks and other japanese things uh but but sony uh japan studios doesn't exist anymore so i thought that was kind of a nice one
0: lovely yeah okay well um nothing really within arm's reach but if i Rotate my webcam around. You might be able to see that on my desk where I do my work mm-hmm. I've got all the comp copies for my books. Oh, that's cool. In this embedded in the desk. That is cool. At the moment I'm sitting on my gaming couch that I stream from. Mm-hmm. That desk is where I like make all where I write and make all the images for zero punctuation and stuff. That's very cool. Like that. You just saw behind-the-scenes
1: how a sausage is made.
0: There you go. <laughs> Jeff101, welcome to Early Access. Welcome, Nothing to say, though, but thanks anyway. You can now watch Adventure Is Nigh and stuff. Congrats, Jeff. Lee Drummond gives $2 and asks Yati, will you ever write a horror novel? No, I don't think so. I've tried that sort of thing in the past, and, you know, all my usual writing instincts are geared for comedy. So I always find myself sort of uh, making a bit lighthearted. Anyway, mm-hmm. th- I've always been drawn more to horror as a video game genre. Anyway, I think video games can make the most of it better.
1: Yeah, I was about to say, are you big into like horror? I know you're not big into like movies in general, but are you big into horror movies or like do you read horror books? Because I know Silent Hill is obviously one of your favorite things. Silent Hill Two is one of your favorite games.
0: But... I used to be big into uh, slasher movies, like okay. like sort of camp. 80s style slasher movies. Yeah, like Friday like the 13th. And Freddy yeah. and Jason. Mm-hmm. I don't really like like more newer horror films. Because, mm-hmm. you know, they don't have that camp aspect that I used to like. Yeah. And I really don't like torture porn. I, just, I don't want to see, like, gore and suffering. I want, like, Jason to go boo and then, like, smash someone against a tree in a sleeping bag.
1: Yeah. That's a classic Jason move.
0: Captain Loyne gives $5 and says an odd example of something memorable is Mass Effect 3's lack of a final boss. Allegedly was cut for being too video gamey. Probably the right call. Oh, perish the thought that a video game be too video gamey, you pretentious (laughs) gits. (laughs) What, do you think you're better than everyone else? Fucking Mass Effect. (laughs) Shulky Prince gives two Euros and says Dark Lord from Doom Eternal DLC is a mixed fight. Never played the DLC. Was it good? Neither did I. Is Dark Lord the one
1: that's like you're fighting like another Doom Slayer? I don't know if that's the the, the Doom Eternal, the only boss I remember from Doom Eternal was that really hard the hard one that you have to keep fighting um over over and over. The the thing that you have to like parry. Do you remember that? It was like a almost like a melee guy who would get like right up in your grill.
0: Kinda. What the shield yeah. dude I hated the shield. Yeah. Dude. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I can't remember what his name was, but I remember he kicked my ass.
0: Shulky Prince. Marauder. Gives... Thank you, Shashank. Yeah, that's the one. Shulky Prince gives two euros and says also the final boss of Fractured Butthole. Bad. Well, it must have been because I can't remember what it was.
1: No. And I remember a lot of things I liked in that, but I don't remember what the final boss was. I remember I you have to fight ball sacks.
0: Yeah, I think Stick of Truth was point. better.
1: Yeah. As a game. Oh, I guess Stick of Truth was the one, I think Stick of Truth is the one where you fight ball sacks.
0: You might well be thinking of Stick of Truth, yes. Yeah. That was I the think all games of could have a sacks. boss fight
1: against ball sacks.
0: Yeah. Will Cooling gives two pounds and asks, which Persona would you recommend for a 14-year weeb? Well, I'd say Persona 5 partly because uh, that's the one that sort of got all the practice out. Does
1: 14-year uh, weeb mean a 14-year-old weeb or someone who's been a weeb for 14 years? I'm hoping 14 he means
0: year old a 14-year-old weeb. Okay. Also, yeah. you'll appreciate the theme of Persona 5 being angsty teenagers getting their own back against mean adults. Yeah, I would say so,
1: yeah.
0: Uber super sloth. Gives four forty-nine pounds and says Shido would have been a fine final boss. Plot relevant, good mm-hmm. music, good climax to the story, would have worked fine. But referring to but Then you wouldn't again. have fought God. Yeah. Yeah, you gotta fight God. It's not a JRPG yeah. if you don't fight God <laughs> at the end.
1: Uh, I do agree with you. We're super sloth.
0: Michael McKinney gives ten dollars and says, been watching for a while, but first time catching your live. Good boss fights are able to tell us something about the characters. Metal Gear is great at this. Well, as you were saying, Absolutely, Michael. they need yeah. to have that story vein to them.
1: Yeah. And the as the games go on, they do a little bit better. Like uh, Metal Gear Solid 1 tends to have you fight the boss and then they deliver a dying uh, monologue. Mm. Yeah. That's um, sort of
0: telling you something about the boss uh, in a very sort of overt and awkward kind of way. Yeah. I stuff yeah. like. Um, the Artorias boss fight in Dark Souls 1, where you can see one of his arms is broken, and he seems really sort of broken down and tired about the whole thing. Yeah, yeah, I think that's great. Uh, John McCrory gives $5, says, Money for the man that gave us the phrase, go forth and multiply, that I used on my boss, and he was just confused instead of angry. Yes. This is a reference to my uh, Jacques McKeown series of books, which take place in a sci-fi setting where people use mathematical terms as swears. So people tell each other to multiply or ply off instead of fuck or fuck off. I like it. And of course, go forth and multiply becomes the equivalent of go fuck yourself in that universe. Wonderful. That guy, you know, gives two dollars and says I nominate Jean from No More Heroes. No More Heroes One, I think, was where Jean mm-hmm. was the final boss. Yes, that one's quite good. And mm-hmm. uh, no more no more to say on that, really.
1: No, um, yeah, yeah, I mean you're the you're the normal normal hero normal heroes. No the more no heroes. More, yes, the uh, normal heroes. Yeah.
0: Daniel Shinevar gives $5 and says, what are your thoughts on bosses that are just copies of yourself? E.g. Shadow Mm. Link, Mimic from Elden Ring.
1: I think when you sparingly, they're really interesting. Like, I think the Shadow Link fight is really cool in Ocarina of Time, the first time it
0: happens. I like them if you have to do something sort of clever. Yeah. Like, turn it around. Like, putting your sword away in the original Prince of Persia. Yeah, yeah. Or there's a boss fight in Castlevania Dawn of Sorrow where the dude's, like, uh, uh got the superpower if he can, like, mimic everything you do. Mm-hmm. So you just uh, use, uh say, like, the Yun Soul, which is really crap. And you just yeah. use that once, and he's stuck using that for the rest of the fight, and you can just biff him with your melee weapon the whole time.
1: Yeah, yeah. Fighting uh, the Mimic in Elden Ring was a, was a similar thing. It's, it's It's if you go into the fight with... Um, by sort of like crippling yourself then it's a then it's an easier fight. Yeah. Um, this is can a, even
0: just it, go in like just holding one of your shitty weapons and then switch to one of your good weapons switch, and he's yeah. stuck with the shitty one.
1: Yeah, yeah. I think I think that's really cool. Um an example that came to mind that isn't quite like this is um at the end of Pokemon Gold and Silver, which is like the second generation of Pokemon games, um mm-hmm. after you've beat like the Elite 4 and Victory Road and everything, uh the like post-game final boss is the protagonist from the first games, Red. Hmm. So you are fighting, if, you know, if you played both Pokemon games, then you are fighting sort of the super powered version of the character that you played at as in those original games with, with the Pokemon you might be familiar with from those original games. Um, and I think that's a really cool kind of like blast from the past boss. Like,
0: yeah, I'd say gen- it- generally, I like when like the protagonist of the previous game comes back as the antagonist for the sequel. Yeah, that's an aspect yeah. of Prototype too. I quite liked.
1: Yeah, yeah. I think that's because uh, you, know,
0: you know you got a connection to the guy automatically. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What other games have done that? Um, wasn't like the main character of one of the Dragon Guard games come back as like the main villain in the one after that came after it?
1: I never played any of them, despite loving the air. Because
0: um... I remember the- there was one of the games where the protagonist was a real bastard.
1: Yeah, yeah. Ooh, Rufus with a good point. I think Soul of Cinder in Dark Souls 3 is, um, some people think is your character from the original. Well, that's interpreted, isn't
0: it? <laughs> uh, Jason Tudor gives, uh, five Canadian dollars and says, question, who was the first final boss in gaming that you can remember? Ooh, a challenge. That's a great question. I suppose um, for me it would be the Wizard of Zax from the Dizzy games. Okay. On the Commodore 64. Yeah. Where it was just, you go into a room and there's there's this giant fuck-off wizard standing there firing lightning bolts at you. Mm Mm-hmm. And you had to be holding the special item that uh, made the lightning bolts not kill you. I remember,
1: like, I I, I played NES games when I was really young, but I don't know if I ever beat any of them. I think the first game I can remember, like, beating with a capital B was um, Mario World for hmm. super nintendo so the boss of that was like bowser and his weird little like yeah floaty clown car thing um so i think that that might be the first boss i remember
0: hmm. not even like the bowser from mario one I don't think already. I ever finished Mario 1 until,
1: until like Mario All Stars came out. That was well, only happily, like four the final boss
0: of Mario 1 is the same as the final boss for every world in Mario
1: yeah, 1. Yeah, yeah. You just kind of got it, you're just firing more fire from its mouth and everything. Yeah. I, I, I think I finished Mega Man 3 pretty early, so maybe the Dr. Wily
0: boss at the end of that. I really went into Mega Man as a franchise. Big Mega Man fan. Uh, possibly, irregardless, uh, welcome to Early Access welcome Um, no comment to add nick miller gives one pound one dollar rather and has no comment
1: but right below he does have a comment How does he uh he says dead rising had great bosses in terms of story gameplay turned a little bullet spongy but gameplay allowed enough variation to make them great all right then i like dead rising i like the first dead rising did you ever Uh, play them
0: yeah, yeah yeah uh sorry i lost my place in the comments oh we're uh, at hot
1: know. creamy fart
0: do you want me well, do you want me well, press on while you well aren't it? we always <laughs> yeah you read out hot creamy fart while right. i sort out my pages here
1: hot creamy fart with a two dollar donation thank you so much hot creamy it says is shadow of the colossus boss fight colon the game uh yeah that is one of the first examples i can remember of a game that is like the boss fights are the game um you know, yeah. you have to you have to ride to them and sometimes those rides are a little bit longer, but um it's not like yeah. Mega Man where you have these full challenges before you get to the boss. So yeah, I, I would like, say so.
0: Like something like Fury is like just a string of boss fights. So I think Shadow of the Colossus has a bit more in between like all that uh, riding through the landscape is sort of an important uh downtime in between the yeah. the spikes of the boss fight, which I think makes that game more effective. Mm-hmm because you know it's important to like go up and down on the curve if it's just all yeah, one yeah. all one mood or all like zero mood then you you're sort of numbing for the brain
1: yeah that was like the ty- like uh you know the the games that came out after Shadow of the Colossus, like uh, Titan Souls which was the game where you just mm. had the one it was all one hit so you could beat the boss yeah. in one hit they could beat you in one hit and you only had the one arrow um mm. yeah solar
0: ash uh nick miller Gives $5 and says Dead Rising had great bosses in terms of story, gameplay turned a little bullet spongy, but gameplay allowed mm-hmm. enough variation to make them great. Yeah, I'd say that Dead Rising was well known for its boss fights up until Dead Rising 4, of course, which mm-hmm. was a big pile of shit. But then, <laughs> that's thoroughly documented elsewhere. Yeah. Gerald oh no, no. I lost. Gives Oh no, okay, I'm back. Ten pounds, and says rival bosses with similar power sets to the player are usually fun to fight. Virgil, mm-hmm. Jetstream, Sam, and Jean come to mind. Yeah, character, character action games love their rivals. They certainly that's do. Extremely true. Yeah, suppose that's yeah. Of those an, games. I suppose that's sort of an inevitability okay. of focusing on the character.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And it's uh, it's interesting because sometimes character action games will lean into like bombast and spectacle. Mm-hmm. But I think the fights that really stick with me are the ones where it is someone your size and your speed and your strength. So well, like Virgil is a perfect
0: example. They tend to be harder. I mean, there's a lot of. Yeah. Things, yeah. Like a lot of the God of War games are like this. The bigger the boss is, the easier it feels because they're, uh-huh. yeah. they're much easier to read. Yeah. Uh, they're much easier to dodge because usually they're like fixed in one place. They tend to be slow moving. Uh-huh. Little boss fights are the really challenging ones in that sort of game.
1: Yeah, I think uh, there's a similar. I think with Souls games are, are pretty similar. Like usually the toughest fights are, are someone your size, whether that's Millennia or Ishin yeah. or you know.
0: Gaping Dragon, huge bastard, yeah. easy as pie. Yeah. To know what you're doing? No, yeah, he's just a big old gaper. Yeah, big health bar, mind, bit of a yeah. slog. <laughs> See, I don't, I'd nominate that for my boss fight that starts well, but then goes kind of bad.
1: Yeah, it starts incredibly. Like, there's yeah. the opening of it crawling up, and, and it gets way bigger than you think it is. is great.
0: Uh, Baron von Wankenstein gives two pounds and says, Hi, sorry about the power cells, Marty.
1: Baron von Wankenstein made a very lewd comment about power cells while while Casey and I were fighting Metal Gear in Metal Gear. But I, uh, I forgive you, Baron. Huh.
0: I feel left out of that in-joke. <laughs> Guy on Couch gives 250 of something and says a few checking all three. Virgil, DMC 3 and 5, and mm-hmm. Yuzora, final boss from the Kingdom Hearts 3 DLC. Especially Yuzora for all the weird lore and the massive difficulty spike, and Lavos as an older example. Lavos being from Chrono Trigger.
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah. Lavos is uh, a great example. Yeah.
0: And Especially finished- since. Uh- I never finished Chrono oh, Trigger. I played through most of it, but I sort of tailed off and stopped at the point where the bosses were taking like upwards of 45 minutes to get through.
1: They do take a lot, yeah. Uh, Lavos is a good example of one that, like, has... Um, it, 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 it. Lavos takes something away from you early on in the game, and so by the time you fight it uh, at the end, you, you have a, a a lot of uh, motivation in defeating it. And I think that motivation in a boss fight, like, story-wise, I think can be a big thing.
0: hmm mm-hmm. Scavenger gives $10, as two of my favorite bosses are Mr. Freeze in Arkham City, since he adapts to your tactics, and Manfred von Karma in Phoenix Wright. Building momentum in your arguments and crushing his spirit is joyful. Good example. Yeah, I like
1: the Phoenix Wright example, just because, um, you know, boss fights don't have to be,
0: uh... Well, exactly, yeah. You
1: know, they don't have to be you punching the other thing in a submission.
0: Uh, calm Janinja gives $10, says, I really like the legendary ships in Assassin's Creed 4. Tested your mm. piratical skills and amped up the intensity of combat. Hate it when all they do is just raise the boss health, or if it's an effing puzzle boss. You know what that's mm. been missing from, like, the Jiminy Cockthroat model of Sandbox game is vehicle-based gameplay.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it's is funny, because that... I feel like they nailed it in AC4 and just... Yeah. Like, bah, we don't have to do this anymore. There
0: should be more games the, where there's a big focus on the vehicle that you pilot around. My, yeah, well, there should be yeah. a game where you get to ride a big tank around. It'd
1: be great. Yeah, There's a lot that. of
0: these sandbox games where you have vehicles, but you don't really have a permanent vehicle. You just yeah steal cars or steal the nearest horse. Yeah, did you play Mad Max? I
1: did. Yeah, that had that had a, a pretty heavy emphasis on your on your car.
0: Yeah, and on car combat. Yeah, maybe I should uh, replay that one of these days. Ooh, excuse me michelin mac 98 member for 25 months over two years bloody hell bonus content (laughs) and says i like the system in shadow of mordor where any random low-level enemy can become a boss through gameplay yep the system
1: is is super cool
0: well the disadvantage of a procedural system like that is that you can't do anything really creative and left field with the bosses later on
1: (laughs) yeah yeah you're at the mercy of the almighty algorithm yeah. Which does make for cool individual stories, but yeah, Alg- sort of. Yeah, is algorithm.
0: The, the, the algorithm wouldn't have made up that Mysterio boss fight from Spider-Man 2. No, it was no. a little crafted joke we could all have fun with.
1: Yeah, and if it could make up that boss fight, then God help us.
0: Mr. Black Darkness 666 gives two euros and says, "Dear Yahtzee, please sing the Great Mighty Pooh song." Uh, no. Oh, you pooh. Yeah. You could just Google it online, or Google another video of me singing it online. I'm sure there's one somewhere.
1: Have you sung it in the past?
0: Yeah, I think I might have done that on a Let's Drown Out. (laughs) It's a good song. It's a great song. Hot Creamy Fart gives $2 and says B'ti Agn which is a reference to my indie game The Consuming Shadow. Thank you, Hot Creamy Fart, for reminding us all of that game.
1: I I definitely would not have got that. That was... There was an inside joke.
0: Now that game had uh, was very rough looking. And when mm. I look back on it, I think, you know what, everyone saying that this game plays well, but I should have put more effort into the art, they were absolutely right. <laughs> looks like looks like garbage. Um, looks like hot creamy fart. I must bear that in mind going forward. <laughs> Andrew Higginbottom gives £5 pounds and says, Senator Armstrong from Metal Gear Revengeance was incredible and just gets better as time goes on. Also, congratulations on making Konami relent. I don't think I did that, but yeah. So now Senator yeah. Armstrong, certainly very memorable, very memeable as well.
1: Yeah, I mean, he, said, he literally says make America great again.
0: I mean, that was the boss where I realised that Platinum don't really get how to do Metal Gear, but they've made yeah. their own great thing out of it regardless. Yeah, because you yeah. know how you do Metal Gear is you be absolutely nuts, but yeah. with this air of still taking yourself seriously throughout, and that's mm-hmm. where they kick that out the window. That was just very, very silly, and, and yeah. knowingly silly, and fun for that. But yeah, you know, yeah, that's where they gave the game away.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: Uh, Jack Madrox gives $5, says Shining Force 3 on Saturn had a penultimate battle where you control your armies from all three scenarios to get you to the final boss. That was a blast.
1: That does sound very cool.
0: David Foster gives £449, says one of my favourites which could meet all three requirements was the second Jean fight in Bayonetta. Hugely enjoyable and very and difficult.
1: Yeah, Jean's been brought up by uh, a bunch of people.
0: Yeah. I'm just getting through them quickly now because we've been on quite a long time. Simple mm-hmm. Simon gives $5. Says most of the bosses of Shadow of the Colossus were pretty great if no one has mentioned it yet. Sorry about the bucks, Marty.
1: Don't you ever apologize for the bucks.
0: We love uh, Yeah, they were great. Incredible. <laughs> uh, Heck gives $100 MX dollars, Mexican dollars, possibly, and has mm-hmm. no comments to add. Thank you, Heck. Dimitri gives 5 Canadian dollars. Says I can't think of anything else, but I found final. F- f- Final Fantasy VI's final boss themes, opera-like movements separated by its phases, made it much more memorable for me.
1: Yeah. Yeah, that's uh, that's a great one.
0: uh, Blue McNeil gives $2 and says 2020 camper film to enjoy, Mansion, very comedy and horror. Well, I probably won't be watching that, but thanks anyway, Blue McNeil. Um, that it. guy you knows. Gives two dollars. Says one of the best boss types is the Virgil, referring D- to. Did Virgil know. just get his own boss type? I think he's referring Virgil. to you know the boss who's like the the reflection of the protagonist. Yeah, 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 big fan of that. Uh, at Matey gives five euros. Says I think good boss battles allow you to stay active at all times, where the duration of the fight is greatly influenced by the player's skill. Mm. okay. Yeah, I, w- I would say so. Well, that certainly makes me think of Revengeance again. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that is a good example of that. Uh, Scavenger gives $2 and says, favorite Cuphead boss or favorite God Hand boss.
1: Yeah, but Cuphead's another good example of, uh, granted there are like the running gun stages, but a, a, a game that is, is most memorable for its for its bosses. Um, King Dice, I think is great. I think is a great final boss. That's like a big old test of your skills.
0: And I guess for God Hand, I'd say the boss that's just a gorilla.
1: Yeah, cuz who doesn't sort of want there. to fight a gorilla? Sort of yeah.
0: comedy um styling that reminds me of uh, Cromati High School, which is one of the few animes I've actually really liked.
1: I don't even know that one.
0: Cuz it's just I just love the way it uh, juxtaposes f- everyone's very very serious faces against the absurdity of the plot. Oh, man, it's like I spelled It's like a Cremati comedy wrong. anime about like a school for delinquents and they're all like these incredibly serious buff dudes. Yeah. and then like one of them's just a gorilla for no reason and no one comments excellent. on it and one of them's freddie mercury for no reason and no one comments on it
1: also excellent big fan of all this
0: and it's very silly and it made me laugh and i yeah. like it sounds great uh, surrender monkey gives five pounds and says what do you mean my what question mark is in what question mark and Was I think I'll, we'll just leave that there for everyone a to reference. contemplate. To, to ruminate?
1: I mean, that might have been like a response to something we said like half an hour ago. It, Who knows? It's possible. Who yeah. knows?
0: <laughs> Doran Grossman Naples gives $10. It says, Hollow Knight has an interesting approach to the final boss. It has two parts stroke characters. The first part is tragic and pathetic, while the true final boss is surprising, exciting, and challenging.
1: Uh, Hollow Knight's a great example of, um, of, 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 there's a lot of bosses in the game that I think are super fun mechanically, and I think uh, carry a lot of emotional weight to them. Again, if you are willing to sort of learn the story in the same way that you have to put in the effort to learn a Soulsborne story.
0: Lord Darius gives 20 euros and says, spoilers, and I guess I should say the name of the game he's spoiling. He's spoiling the Forgotten City. Mm. Hades in The Forgotten City and The Magistrate. They both represent the game's themes appropriately to the gameplay you defeat them in debate. Also, The Magistrate Mm. is a sophist even before you know he's a bad guy. Yeah, I've said before, that's a very well-written game, The Forgotten City.
1: Is Hades in that game? I haven't finished that game. Well, there's a
0: dude who's like a god of the underworld and Mm, and he says, Hades has been one of my many names, ho ho ho.
1: Gotcha, gotcha. Sort we did. Thing. We also didn't bring up just Hades proper. Like Hades was a good boss fight in Hades. I was a fan of Hades. Yeah, get beat shit out of yeah. your dad.
0: It was great. Get spanked by your dad and get sent yeah, to your room exactly. over and over again. <laughs> exactly. Crogotron, member for ten months, early access. Says game you returned to and found a new love for. Ooh. I guess that would have to be Persona for me, and yeah, uh, that's Dark a, Souls that's as well. Fun. Yeah, I returned to it and found a new love for it after I saw a really good Let's Play of it. And now I can't stop banging on about it, apparently.
1: (laughs) Now we've all dug our own graves. Uh, I bounced off of Nier Automata pretty early when it first came out because it came out right around the time of um, Breath of the Wild and Persona 5. And I was like, I don't have that time for this thing. And then I went Mm -hmm. back to it a few years later and I was like, oh my God, this is incredible. I'm so glad I finally came back to it.
0: And such perfect buttocks. Oh, incredible products! Top five buttocks. Christian Olson, welcome to Early Access. No comment, though. Uh, Michael Wolf gives $2 and just says, Old School BioWare games. Meaning that those have good bosses, I guess.
1: Like old school, oh. as in like pre Knights of the Old
0: Republic? Is that yeah, what we how consider old, school old school are fall? we talking about? Do you mean Fallout? <clears throat> they weren't yeah. BioWare
1: then. No. Well, BioWare didn't do Fallout it was what's what What were they called
0: who am i thinking of black isle was it black black isle, isle. yeah i think you're thinking of black isle bioware did
1: like the b- before the republic they did the the dnd games right the oh, ice right. windale and, yeah, all that. Baldur's
0: Gate and all that all
1: that all that nerd shit uh yeah i, I haven't played those pc ones I, I played most of them once they came to console yeah, though you like, don't get Knights to throw republic stones when it comes Park. to nerd shit man i listen i said nerd shit in a in a uh uh I don't know what's the opposite of pejorative. Majorative, <laughs> in a majorative way.
0: Uh, uh, I don't know. Sort of uh, in a loving way. With a in a loving of, way. To have take a sort of fond, uh, fond pop
1: at it. I feel like there should be an adjorative that is a positive.
0: Well, anyway. like if there's
1: pejorative, there should be an opposite. Chat, get us a make us a word, please.
0: Chat. Moving on. I want to get my bloody lunch. <laughs> Nelson <laughs> Painkiller gives 2,500 CLPs, whatever they are, to say the split-head crocodile thing at Midwich Elementary School in Silent Hill 1, I remember. It wasn't that hard, but it always scared the shit out of me. Yeah, I think that one was set up pretty well, too. Yeah,
1: yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and those are good bosses, because it's not just like, defeat them until their health goes down. It's very much a mood and atmosphere bosses.
0: Radagast gives $2 and says, great work, guys. Loving adventure is nigh. As well you should, Radagast. Thank you so much, Radagas. I I, I hope you uh, continue to enjoy the season. And I'm going to tentatively say, finally, Stoned Mm -hmm. Cabold gives $5 and says, Atlas from Bioshock should have been a great boss fight, but was a real letdown, even though the game was amazing. Honestly, I think Bioshock is a really amazing start. Mm -hmm. It has a couple of highlights after that. Uh, Sander Cohen's part springs to mind. Yeah. But a lot of the game just sort of feels like a doldrum.
1: Yeah, yeah. I think we we tend to remember the highs, and if you go back and replay it, you're like, ooh,
0: there's a yeah, there's a lot there's of like
1: low. A, they, they could have chopped like a solid half of this game.
0: There's some very high highs, but a lot of it's low low.
1: Yep, agreed.
0: Uh, oh, and of course, another comment comes in. esfisguru <laughs> 1000 gives 10 euros. Says finished mutant year zero recently, and the final boss was a tree, but you didn't fight the tree, but just popped some pods, and the tree just died. <laughs> I consider that a bad boss fight. Seems like a lot of bad boss fights are just trees. The bed of chaos yeah. is just a tree. So just don't
1: do trees. Oh, the tree I like the tree in uh Kirby in the wispy woods, like that. Yeah. That, that weird old tree. That's a nice I guess, tree.
0: I guess the tree in Dark Souls 3 is alright as well. Yeah, that's true. The curse rotted great wood, I just remembered. Yeah.
1: It. He's got those big old cheeks and he's always trying to drop on you. Great. Great tree.
0: And big wobbly testicles
1: for you to stab. Yeah. Excellent. More trees need testicles.
0: All right. On that a memorable note, let's send this podcast right there. Thanks for watching. <laughs> st- stroke listening to slightly something else. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm Yati Krosho. That was Marty Slaver. Uh We were talking about boss fights. Mm-hmm. Why not keep talking about it in the comments where we won't be. Uh, what have we got coming up this week? Uh, we've got what's your What's your ZP? Stables. Yes. Can you, can you let people know? Well, this week it's a double bill, ZP. I haven't had one of those in a while. Ooh. And one of the games in the double bill is Trek to Yomi. Nice. And the other one I will leave as a surprise. Ooh, very exciting. They're both pretty short games. Okay. Trek to Yomi, they very quite short indeed. Um, And and then for you on
1: Thursday I believe your Persona um, EP will be available to the public although it is available now to members of Early Access
0: Yeah, all those lucky sods who've got Early Access Mm -hmm. and can watch Adventures Now can also watch my latest Extra Punctuation Everyone else will be seeing that on Thursday. What else are we doing this week? Uh, We should be back to our normal
1: streaming schedule with uh, Nick and the Iceland crew back in the States. So uh, tomorrow we'll be back at noon uh, Central Time for uh, the editor's hour. I'm not sure if Nick's going to be still playing Elden Ring or something else. Um, And then later on in the afternoon at its new 3.30 p.m. Central Time, uh, Jesse and Casey will be back on... uh, uh, hidden gems. Uh, Wednesday, aside from post ep we're going to have a breakout at 9 a.m. Uh, centro. I was able to see some of the new Saints Row game, and the embargo drops right when that goes live, so we'll be it, able to talk about it
0: that. It can't possibly top Saints Row Four. I think Saints Row Three was better than Saints Row Four. You are personally. a bad person for thinking. That. I am a bad person. I'm will, not a good. And I'm not you good. Will go to hell.
1: <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> uh yeah and then thursday uh we'll be back for uh today we play and uh casey and i will be starting um metal gear solid 2 and friday gears of war 5 and saturday is adventure is night and game night and then we're then we die
0: all right no streams later today nope a one and done all right then oh and michael yeah. wallace just at the end gives us two pounds and says final fantasy 9 final boss is dumb should have ended with kuja all right then